You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Obtain a tax rebate. Fellow Ghanaians, keeping us all informed about the most, this most unpredictable virus was expensive. A lot of money was spent on public education, public information, risk communication, public and community engagements, and keeping us all abreast with the relevant information. We must thank the Ministry of Information and its agencies and the National Commission for Civic Education for their exceptional work. It took courage, and I'm particularly happy that we reopened schools, colleges, and universities at the time we did, in spite of the fears of some parents and the condemnation of our critics. In some countries, millions of girls and boys did not return when schools eventually reopened after they had been kept shut for over a year. The logistics for keeping the schools open were huge and costly. But I am delighted that no Ghanaian child was left behind. Let me make it clear that COVID expenditures, essentially unplanned, have been subject at my instigation to audit by the Auditor General and are going through parliamentary processes. We all deserve to be reassured that the crisis was not you deserve to be reassured that the crisis was not used as a cover for corrupt practices. The COVID health recovery library that was introduced to help fill some of the expenditure holes might not be the most popular tax, but I entreat all of you to bear with us. The COVID trust fund has performed an invaluable service and with these developments has reached the end of its mandate. I thank the trustees as well as all donors and contributors to the fund. It is likely, God willing, that this will be the last in the series of fellow Ghanaian speeches on COVID. And as your president, I have a truly long list of people and institutions I must take this opportunity to thank. I thank firstly all of you, my compatriots, my fellow Ghanaians, for your patience, understanding, and cooperation. Health workers and the scientific community. I thank the leaders of the faith-based groups, the Christian Council, the Catholic Bishops' Conference, the Ghana Charismatic and Pentecostal Council, the Chief Imam and the Muslim leaders, for their strong involvement, powerful prayers, and support, their help, especially in feeding the vulnerable during the lockdown periods, and through the Church of Pentecost, in providing accommodation for an isolation and treatment center. I thank the Council of State and our traditional leaders, the National and Regional Houses of Chiefs, 
for their support and help in community sensitization. I thank the political and business leaders, development partnerships, NGOs and civil society, the sports, hospitality, entertainment, creative and tourism industries, our security services, police, military, immigration, teachers, pupils, students, parents, and guidance. I thank the journalists and the entire media. A few weeks ago, I gave national honors to most of the frontline workers who had been in the trenches, as it were, in the COVID battle. A total of 20,110 people were given national honors. They were well-deserved. But I know that some might have been left out, not out of any malice. We continue to recognize those who come to our attention. I must also make special mention of the environmental health personnel of the Ministry of Local Government. They played a key role in the burials of COVID-related deaths. The private funeral homes deserve honorable mention. They set the pace for how funerals should be conducted within the COVID protocol restrictions and with cultural sensitivity. In paying tribute to the health workers, I should address our psychologists and psychiatrists and express my gratitude for their work. COVID exacted an extreme emotional turbulence on the population, and no one can predict how long the effects on our mental health will last, and their work continues even after the end of the emergency. I believe it would be appropriate to make also a special mention of the Ministry of Health and its implementing and regulatory agencies, the Christian Health Association of Ghana, the military and police health services, Quasi government private health care provi- providers, and the Food and Drugs Authority, FDA, which has established itself as a world-class institution able to hold its own on the international scene. On behalf of the people of Ghana, I express eternal gratitude to the police, the immigration, and the military, and the two IGPs, two CDSs, and Controller General that have served during the period. I pay homage to the pharmaceutical and textile industries and to the many corporate bodies that made generous donations and rallied to the core for enhanced domestic production of medical supplies. The Ghana Airport Company must be mentioned for the hard work of its staff. The Ghana Education Service and the Director General that saw us through the school closures and reopenings, thank you. And thank you to its sister body, the Ghana Health Service and its dynamic Director General, both of them who gave such impressive accounts of themselves during this crisis. It would be greatly remiss of me not to place on record my appreciation to the National Ambulance Service and its workers. They worked well, and we are proud of them. I acknowledge the fact that digital technologies and drones help very much in getting vaccines and medications to hard-to-reach areas, and I'm glad 
They have become an integral part of our health delivery system. If we were still looking for any proof, we found that the high use of mobile phones and the digitalization agenda helped in the surveillance process, particularly with contact tracing and patient follow-up. I'm indebted to the ministers of state, officials of the presidency led by the chief of staff, the parliament and the judiciary, and all the members of the brilliant COVID-19 task force. I must make special mention of the vice president, Dr. Mohamedou Baumia, who was my reliable source of support in the darkest and most trying moments. And to the many who advised me publicly and privately, supported and prayed for me, I say thank you. The emergency is over. Unfortunately, the consequences are very much still with us, especially in terms of the economic devastation it has left in its trail. It will be recalled that I said right at the onset of the pandemic that we would do whatever it took to protect the lives of the Ghanaian people. In the now often quoted statement, I said, and I quote, we know what to do to bring the economy back to life. But what we do not know is how to bring people back to life, unquote. The clear implication is that we will protect lives even if it was at the risk of harming the economy. I knew that the pandemic and the measures we were taking to keep us alive would have a devastating effect on the economy. But I believe I had the support of the Ghanaian people to concentrate on protecting lives at any cost. But I do not think anyone, anywhere, imagined the effect would be so widespread, so destructive, and so deep. I owe it to you, my compatriots, and to myself, to go to any length to bring the economy to the rude health it was in before the onset of the pandemic. When things came to the state, where I concluded we had to go to the International Monetary Fund to access a facility for budgetary support, I gave a directive to the Minister of Finance to start the process. It was a painful decision for me to take because going to the INF was not part of the economic transformation agenda I had been pursuing, especially as my government had gone the extra mile to bring to a successful end the IMF program we inherited from the previous government. But who would have imagined that President Akufuado would order the closure of airports, offices, factories, or schools? We were in extraordinary times and we took extraordinary measures. And when faced with the realities of the economic crisis last year, I accepted the challenge that the economy required a similar attitude, including the sacrifices many of us have made in recent times. Luckily, the International Monetary Fund has been most supportive and we have ended up with having our program approved in record time, 
culminating in the formal approval by the IMF board on 17th May. As I'm sure we have all heard by now, the details of the program have been explained by officials of the fund and by our Minister for Finance and the Governor of the Bank of Ghana. The first tranche of 600 million United States dollars has been credited to our national account out of the 3 billion United States dollars that we have negotiated to receive within a period of 36 months. Fellow Ghanaians, access to the IMF facility will not spell the immediate end of the difficulties we are in presently. But the fact that we've been able to negotiate such a deal sends a positive message to our trading partners, creditors, and investors. A positive message that will be underpinned by the discipline, hard work, and enterprise with which we execute the program. It should lead to the restoration of confidence and the reopening of avenues that have been closed to us this past year and a half. It should also lead to the resumption of many of the infrastructural projects that have stalled. Fellow Ghanaians, we got ourselves out of a pandemic in which there were no precedents on which to rely and where even the experts admitted They had no clear-cut solutions. We did it by being resolute, being focused, and working very hard, and by accepting that we had to stick together. With a similar frame of mind and attitude, we shall overcome the economic difficulties as well, sooner rather than later. I have no doubts at all in my mind that we are on the right path, And we will soon start to see significant improvements in the economy and in the living standards of Ghanaians. Enrianum, Emiadum, Kove Yarianua, Etosheyan Sono, Nedio Haube Breyano, Emiadaroma, Etimi Tunase, Misramo, Umayenina, and Denyamiase. We are a God-fearing and a God-loving nation. And that is why throughout my presidency, I have consistently stressed that the battle is the laws. Thus, three years ago, when the pandemic first hit us, I asked for a national day of prayer and fasting for God's help to be observed on 25th March 2020. Now that the Lord has heard our prayers and seen us through this COVID trial, I would respectfully ask, the next Friday, i.e. the 2nd of June, all Muslims should say a special prayer of gratitude for our nation's health. And that next Saturday and Sunday, i.e. the 3rd and 4th of June, all Christians should do the same. Fellow Ghanaians, we shall overcome our present economic difficulties. 
The battle is indeed the Lord's. Good night, and may God bless us all in our homeland, Ghana, and make her great and strong. I thank you. Him, I 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.